To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Kevin Milne is with us. Kia ora, Kevin. G'day, Jack. Did I hear you say that stroking my leg is like stroking a border collie after a shower? Yes. I'm the owner of a border collie. (laughs) And all I can say is you must have particularly hairy legs. I've, I like I have really seriously hairy legs. The weird thing yeah. about I, I know I know that we're still pretty close to breakfast time, and people might have been enjoying a sleep in, um, so they're probably only just getting onto onto breakfast given it's a long weekend. So I don't want to be too disgusting. But the thing about my hair growth is that I have voluminous hair in certain areas. So I have an incredibly hairy chest and I have incredibly hairy legs, and I have a lot of hair on my head, but I'm very poor at growing a beard. Ah, it's, a, it's this yeah. really weird, I don't know I don't know why it works. Yeah. I've, like I can grow a thick neck beard. I can grow a lot of hair on my neck, but that's not really, you know, no one's yeah. really looking for yeah, a neck that, beard. But if it comes yeah. to actually like growing a moustache, for example, if I was doing Movember, it, I, I wouldn't be very good, you know? So I yeah, don't, I don't yeah. but yeah, my leg is just a scut, like people, you know, Sometimes if I have my legs out, people say, oh, I can't believe you, you know, in the middle of summer, I'll be walking around in shorts and people will say, oh, why are you wearing trousers? And I go, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, anyway. So, and like, when I was at the, we know, when the guy was putting the, the bandage on for my wound this week, he was like, oh, it's a shame, you, you know, you know, you don't, you don't shave your legs for cycling or something, isn't it? Because this is going to be horrible. And he was spot yeah. on. So, um Anyway, we live to fight another day, Kevin. I've got the bandage yeah. off now, and that's all that matters. Hey, you were uh, drawn to a tragedy at the supermarket this week. Yes, Jack, it breaks my heart as it would have broken the mother's heart and my mother-in-law's heart. Ernest Adams, raspberry slice, no more. All Ernest Adams cakes and slices, no more. Goodman Fielder, half a world away, pulls from pulls them from the shelves. I suppose... Goodman Fielder doesn't know, doesn't care how much this means to New Zealanders. Raspberry Slice was the wonderfully outrageous transvestite of cheap cake. Its shocking pink raspberry icing as fake as it was fantastic. The joyously jammy centre. The cake as mm. moist as Milford Track and May. <laughs> Ras- raspberry Slice was the sinful pleasure that stole you away from the better brought-up lunchbox alternatives. You know what I'm saying. I I am 100% behind you on this. The, oh, my goodness. The Ernest Adams at Raspberry Slice is just, it's an icon. It's an icon of a reasonably priced treat, you know? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> and it's the sort of thing where you go, I'll just have a sliver, and then you end up eating, you know, like a piece the size of your hand. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the whole cake. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. So anyway, the raspberry slice has gone the way of the snifter. At least with the snifter, we had time to stock up. But the raspberry slice has been clandestinely deleted with little explanation. Difficulties sourcing ingredients, says Goodman Fielder. Jack, it's a sad day for Kiwis who can't be bothered baking. A sad day for unexpected guests. They'll now get soft crackers with Marmite. A sad day for funeral directors who use raspberry slice with a cuppa to cheer up mourners after the service. 
It's not just the raspberry slice that's gone, of course. There's the caramel slice and the Louise slice that's sold alongside it. The, the plain Janes to their wicked pink sister. And although Ernest Adams' pastry range continues to now, what becomes of their Christmas cakes, the mainstay of bowling club fundraising every summer? And the Ernest Adams Christmas pudding. My mum would have nothing else. When I used to fly home for Christmas, she'd send me out in her Morris 1100 on Christmas Eve to find an extra Christmas pudding just in case. And I only want Ernest Adams, she'd insist. I became acquainted with most of Christchurch's supermarkets and dairies that way, Jack. Were you were you ever sent out by your mother on such impossible uh, missions? I think I, the Tame family are big slice eaters, massive yeah. slice eaters. And uh, we got through more than our share of Ernest Adams treats over the years. So I reckon on more than a few occasions, I was sent in at the last minute to a supermarket to go and get us a couple of treats for lunch. <laughs> Honestly, it, we're a couple of Christchurch guys talking yeah. here in a way, and, and of course that's where Ernest Adams um, was um, uh, lived most of his life, even though, of course, the product went right around the country. And, and I know those of you in Christchurch listening will miss the Ernest Adams name more than most. Apart from baking, Ernest Adams did a phenomenal amount of charitable work for Christchurch. Extraordinary. There ought to be a statue of him down there tucking into some raspberry slice. Um, Ernest Adams' granddaughter, Sarah, now has her own business, keeping her granddad's Queen Anne chocolates brand alive. Yeah. And I've left her a message yesterday, imploring her in the spirit of Tamariki to add her granddad's raspberry slice to the product list. Ah, oh, good, good job. I'm glad you did, Kevin. We've got to yeah. keep something going. Do you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I didn't realise until this week that Adams, that Ernest Adams, is a real person. Oh, okay. was a real person. I hadn't realised that. I just thought it was a brand. You know, I thought it was like, like is that, is there a real Aunt Betty? I had just yeah. assumed there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that's right. But and but yeah, yeah. If if you read about him, he's done an extraordinary amount for Christchurch. That's right. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. yeah. did an amazing. He lived an amazing life. So um, yeah, yeah it Love is it. it is really really sad to see those treats not continue. I can't believe that it's not economic to keep the raspberry slice going. Yeah. Because I feel like the raspberry slice is just one of those quiet achievers. You know, like if they broke down all the sales and. You know, supermarket and dairy, uh, you know, confectionery departments over the years. I reckon that Ernest Annis Raspberry Slice would be doing some massive numbers still. Yeah. Do you yeah. reckon there'd be any any left in any of the supermarkets around the country yeah. still? Yeah, that's it. it's probably going to be selling on Trade Me in a couple of weeks for three hundred dollars a packet or something. <laughs> eh? yeah. I was alarmed to note that Goodman Theatre also owns Mollenberg and Vogel. Oh. Ah. Okay. Well, that's, that's worrying. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Imagine Vogels going. No, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that would happen. I'm anyway. sure the demand is still there. But anyway, yeah. No, it's a sad yeah. week. It is a sad week for all of us who enjoyed our share of Ernest Adams raspberry slice over the years. Thank you for that, Kevin. And I'm glad that um, you've sent a message through. Let us know if you hear anything.